0: Welcome back to the Grandstand, Episode Five, Season Three. I am P Money, your host, and we got F Knowles on the other side of the pond. What's going on, man?
1: Yo, it's funny. Whenever you say that nickname, I just, I it's the progression of it over the years is is always
0: always baffles me. But here we are. Right. But you you, you notice how I've, I've kept it constant this year. I haven't played with the F the FIA Knowles yet.
1: No. Well I haven't had a rant yet, so we're not quite there. Yeah. I even I even praised the FIA well, didn't praise the FIA. I praised the Stewards in last episode or in our, our Bahrain uh debrief.
0: You did. I, I was kinda hoping you would, you know, you know, take the bait there, but you we kept it pretty, pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, i've learned i've grown up like max has right (laughs) right 23 year old max uh bahrain seems like ages ago it was just you know what is it nine days ago and i don't like this three weeks between races Uh, i feel lost um dude it's it's especially at the start of the season it's ridiculous yeah yeah. i'm like wandering the streets here there's no tourists here in paris no (laughs) f1 i mean like what the hell's going on?
1: Yeah, just you look they're just cue the uh cue like the, the nostalgia music and just wandering around looking aimlessly lost, you know. <laughs> yeah, just, just
0: staring at my shoes. Um and, <laughs> throwing rocks. And you know what? It was like it was like twenty-six degrees or like mid eighties last week, and today it, we had a few uh flurries. It snowed a little bit for a second. I saw that. I saw that uh, you know, on the
1: gram. I saw that uh that part of the world is getting some snow. Oh man, today. I today I, I can't you can't hide anything now with the gram, huh? No nah, can't hide shit, everybody's found out
0: you know well you know what we we've, we've got a few things to talk about. nothing's really happened since last week um we've got Red Bull claiming that Max was down 0.3 a lap with that diff issue um we get it. your car's fast, you know cool uh let's see an Emula. i w- I wouldn't really say those things, you know 'cause you're just pissing off Merck right now, but um. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty slow week and yeah, super slow.
1: Nobody has any everybody just like okay, sitting there twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> we were just talking pre pre-episode about, you know, they're talk the, the news is a story about Senna and Schumacher and Jensen Button during his title year and 2016 when Hamilton and Rosberg were fighting for for the title. I mean, it's a slow news week in the world of of F1
0: and speaking of titles we're going to get into who we think is going to win a lot of titles in the next few years we're going to take a look at the the next generation every sport you know has that transition phase and uh, it seems like F1 is about to to you know just turn the page and get into a new chapter soon. Uh, i think we're in the midst of it yep. the midst so, of a um, changing of the guard let's get that sweet sweet intro music and get into it Good ones A question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more and more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes.
1: I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy.
0: Yeah. Guess we hyped every time. You know, you know what scared me this week. Also, I saw like a meme. I think you sent me a meme of Rosberg coming back into F one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was an April Fool's joke, though. Yeah, I definitely yeah forgot about April Fools, and I was like, no, please, no, please, no. Um, I got I got caught a
1: bunch of times last week. Actually, <laughs> a bunch of people got me. Like one friend told me that he got he got arrested for a DUI and that he needed somebody to come pick him up. And my sister told me that she was pregnant. <laughs> Just like- that's that's a pretty <laughs> heavy one. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, who, who are these people in my life <laughs> trying to fuck with me like this?
0: Yeah. They have to like go extreme. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I'm glad that Rosberg one was um, April Fool's. Um, but you know what? We will be talking about Mercedes and... And Red Bull and drivers that have already beaten Rosberg in his last year also. Ooh. What are we getting into this week? We're getting into the next gen. So I love the analogy to tennis, where you have the you had the big four, which became the big three with Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer, and now you have the next gen that's been kind of you know knocking at the door uh, for the last few years, and the transition is finally starting to happen now. And in F1, it's not as straightforward, you know, it's not just physicality, it's which car, regulations, you know, we had eras of domination, we had the Schumacher years, we had Alonso. Um, after Alonso, we had a bit of a low period where it was kind of a, the crown was there for the taking, you know. Um, where Kimi won a title, you know, out of kind of out of nowhere uh, with Ferrari. Then Lewis won his his first title with McLaren, and then you had the whole uh, Braun Grand Prix fairy tale season, which was just ridiculous. And that might never ever happen again in F one, ever. I I would I would argue no um, it probably will never happen again Ex- exceptional right and then and then after that you know we're like oh man like you have different teams winning every year and you had years where you know the the drivers um the driver title and the constructor title were from different teams and uh it was very competitive uh you, you had a year I think were seven different uh winners for the first seven races of the year 2012 when Maldonado won it's just nuts dude <laughs> uh, you know it's crazy when Pastor Malvinado's winning races. Yep. God bless him. God. And then what happens, we enter into a new era and we get four years of Red Bull and Sebastian Vettel, which I will admit were the four worst years of F1 for me ever. <laughs> uh, at least since I've watched it. Um, but no. I'm curious. So why, why was that though? Just because you, you didn't like Red Bull, you didn't like Seb, like what was that about? Honestly, I didn't have much against Seb. It's just that it it, it was just too easy for them. It was like it, the domination was really bad. And I did feel that, you know, Red Bull was really not uh, giving their second driver the same uh, quality gear or oh. which hasn't really changed much. You'd,
1: Sounds pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, but it just became too like there's a there's a there's a season I forget which one, but Seb won nine races in a row, which just you know it's like okay, what's the point? You know, um, uh, would you say would you would you go for, so far to say that
1: that that era of of domination by Red Bull was Different the way that they did it than Merck has done it the last seven?
0: Yeah, I think every every um every domination cycle has been different. The Ferrari uh, years were they actually had a, a big fight with McLaren before they started dominating. So there was a lot of you know really close titles that could have gone either way, and then five years of just pure I mean, one year when they got it, and then the next four years was just completely dominated. Then the Renault was a a dogfight with the Ferrari, and then Red Bull was just yeah, um, yeah it it was very different, and it, it it came with new technical regulations. Ferrari started slipping. Also, it's just that Red Bull didn't have much of a fight um, in the in the beginning, and then they did a little bit. So, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't as boring, but there was like one or two seasons in that where you were just like, all right, this is just. Let's just see what's what's happening in P3, you know, P3 in town. And <laughs> and I understand, you know, how um how fans not haters, I'll say oh, people who are not Mercedes fans, I understand how they feel because if you look at the hybrid era, I mean the numbers are just outrageous for Mercedes. And you you could be similarly frustrated, and I have been also. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, but like we're all going to look back on this in the same. I think a lot of people are going to look back on this period, and they're gonna they're gonna look at it in a similar vein to the way that you might look at Ferrari and the Michael years, right? Like, yeah, that's that's the thing is that everybody can say what they want, but we're actually in the midst of witnessing history. Like, I don't think this kind of domination will ever happen again. You know, it'll be tough. Hey, I really don't.
0: But you know, as the great Schumacher said, records are meant to be broken, and I think you're also part of that school. And you know, and I and so am I. You know, I think there are really there are really few records that I think will never be broken in sport. Um, I never thought anyone would beat Michael's nor Ferrari's records, but look at look at Lewis and Mercedes, and it's you know, it's just ten years later, you know, ten fifteen years later. So who knows, man? But um, what's interesting is that there is a bit of a transition. Michael had, um, Fernando, and now we're trying to see who is going to bring it to Lewis, whether it be, uh, just through Red Bull developing their car from last year in a way that they can compete or with the new regulations overhaul next season. Um, this could be very exciting. And I think even Lewis himself relishes that fight. He, 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 he he sometimes feels a little bored um with being you know with just winning too easily at the top and you know he always says like oh i'm glad it's going to be closer um whether i believe what he says or not um <laughs> i mean I'd like i to. If, dude i mean look at
1: what happened in bahrain though like he he was under serious pressure from red bull he's said that the red bulls faster and you know i think i think this year we're going to see I mean at least I hope we're really going to see like why Lewis Hamilton
0: is the
1: you know I don't want to say go in this episode but the 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 driver of this generation.
0: Oh, clearly. Yeah. And you, I mean you can see you you can you I think what the correct terminology would be statistically the most successful driver of all time. I will, I'll give you that. Um, Okay. And that's, that's,
1: well, we still got to have our, our our goat, our goat episode. So that one we've been holding off. Don't you
0: worry. I'm going to have a lot of coffee for that one. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) coffee and wine (laughs) in the same glass. (laughs) Yeah. Cocktail, baby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had one of those new coffee
1: and wine cocktails? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) It's like canned. Uh, Somebody cans that. God.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I feel like some of these young drivers are drinking sometimes for a race. get so fucking aggro. Uh, all right, so who who do we got here in the next few years? Okay. So I think we agree on a lot of these um young drivers, you know, on the potential of these young drivers, but for you, would you say that uh Verstappen, Leclerc and Russell are our main guys right now to follow?
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to bet against Max um at the moment, but let's not forget George Russell, GP3 champion, F2 champion. Um you know and then uh, like for me as much as i want to see charles be part of that debate i think you put george russell in that mercedes seat
0: and it's it's game on yeah well all right let's get into it you kind of you kind of mentioned some of these stats what's great is that looking at all these young drivers you see um how good they were in their junior um in the junior categories, all of these guys have won pretty much every title coming into F1. Um, Sometimes the drivers that are the least successful in F1 are the ones who won the less, though. That's funny how that happens sometimes. Max Verstappen. So we got Max right now who, he's 23 years old, entered F1 at the age of 17. Yeah, and to be youngest
1: pres- driver to ever race in in a Formula. Yep,
0: one. seventeen years old and 166 days. He didn't even have his license yet. They had to put in a new super license system so that that wouldn't happen again because that's just not good for uh, marketing. Because um, if a, a kid doesn't have his license, how can he be driving an F1 car? Um, <laughs> yeah, he so. Uh, He won a lot. He obviously, I mean, all these guys start karting when they're super young. Uh, He started karting at four. I remember Shumi started at three. Alonso, same. It's like, it's nuts. You have to just like throw your kid in a cart when they basically just started, you know, talking and walking. Um, He did a thing called Florida Winter Series, also Formula Three, of course, which he finished behind Ocon. We'll get to that later. Did some Zandvoort Masters. Uh, Of course, he dominated that. But then he went, he obviously was in the Red Bull track. He went down a different route and he did some, he didn't go to GP2. He didn't go to GP3, um, and at one point he actually, you know, was talking to Mercedes as we mentioned on the podcast before for to enter their a junior driver program, but he decided that you know he would have a more chance of growing at Toro Rosso and then Red Bull ultimately. And Rookie of the Year in his first year, obviously, clearly, because that's what Rookie of the Year means, <laughs> um, moves on to the, um, to the big team 2016 and wins in his first ever race for Red Bull. And, Spanish GP. Yeah. That was crazy. Spanish GP. And so he's done 120 races so far, 10 Grand Prix wins. Five of those have come in the last two years, by the way. Four pole positions, 10 fastest lap, 43 podiums. That's wild. If you look at Lewis's stats, I think he's about 160, but Lewis is 35. Max is 23, he has 43 already. You can already, you can already tell if he doesn't make the wrong choices, Max could be, could be racking a lot of these stats in the next few years. So at this point, whew, I don't know, man. Um, he suffered the Mercedes domination, but he was able to kind of grow within Red Bull and a team that loves him. And I think it's, uh, he's ready to fight now for the title.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, clearly Max is, you know, if we look at the next generation, you know, the young guns, if you will, like Max is Max is the guy, right? Like it's hard to bet against him right now. But he also, in some ways, has had a head start. You know, he's only a year older than George Russell. Um, he's not much older than than, you know, the the rest of his peers. But he has an insane amount of experience compared to them. So. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's hard to say anything uh, that that Max isn't leading the charge. But um I think once we start seeing, let's say, the Checos and the D R threes and the Lewises and Seb um, you know, start making their exit, it's a toss up, man. Like i I I think Max is, you know, like I've said, he's definitely the 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 driver right now in this group of of, of young guys. But there's some serious talent there. I mean, we haven't even gotten into Lando and and Pierre. For sure. um, And and some of the other ones.
0: And I I like, yeah, thanks for mentioning. So DR3 and Checo are are brilliant drivers that were ultimately kind of got into F1 at the wrong times uh, when Seb was dominating with Red Bull and then right before Lewis started dominating with uh, Mercedes. And, you know, there weren't weren't many titles, you know, uh, possibilities to fight for a title. Uh, I'm not saying you know, they'll never fight for a title. But I just feel that timing-wise, these young guns might be lining up for those top seats uh, in a way that, you know, they'll be in the limelight. And that sucks. I I hope January can be in the fight because that would be great also. We shouldn't, you know, say that the next generation will be the only generation that can win a title. Uh, But you know what? You know, one driver that's really impressed me also, I mean, of course, Max, but is uh, Charles Leclerc. Um, For me, I think he has the... Biggest potential to dominate F one the way uh, Michael and then Lewis dominated in the last few years. He pressure doesn't seem to get to him. He's also twenty three. He's done sixty Grand Prix. So at the same age, he's done twice as so Max has done twice as many races as uh, Charles, which is just wild. Um, two wins, seven pole positions, all in twenty nineteen, including five in a row. And his two wins were in. Uh, first win was in Belgium and second was in Monza. So those, those are like the big boy tracks Uh, Four fastest lap and 12 podiums. Uh, We know that basically that first year Ferrari was amazing. The second year was shit, but the team is on, on the rebuild. He could do some serious, serious damage. I think when you put him there, like for him, he's the kind of driver that doesn't even know what pressure means. No, he
1: doesn't really seem to, he doesn't seem to crack. I think that's the difference between him and Max, especially, is that they're very level. He's very Um, level-headed. He's pretty hard on himself. Not to say that that no, you know that the other drivers aren't, but I think he he puts a lot of pressure on himself. But he almost like he almost pushes everything else aside. Right? Um, I I don't. It's hard to say head to head because I don't think we've really seen we we haven't seen Charles with the same equipment as max has had um you know especially last year and this this year um you know i think that 2019 season was really the only shot we we had at seeing max and and charles go head to head and what was it really like you you probably have the numbers in front of you um but in 2019 who came out on top like in terms of wins and uh, I think it was Charles, wasn't in it? Twenty
0: nineteen, I think it was two a piece, because uh, Charles had two, and I think Max had two in twenty nine. Might have just had one, but in terms of numbers, he definitely had more pole positions and more. And Max had a, a lot of DNS that that year. But remember, twenty nineteen is when um, we've was the only year we saw them both with a race winning car go heads to head in Austria, when Max. Um, mm. took the race from Charles essentially on the last lap. And then we yeah. saw that Charles really learned from that. And when Charles fought with Lewis and Monza, I remember he did a little cheeky move where he, you know, threw Lewis off the track a little bit. And I was shocked that a driver so young would be so cool, especially on a track, you know, on a, like I said, like on a, on a big boy track like Monza. So Yeah. I I have never seen Charles uh in race conditions when he's in a competitive car I haven't seen him make mistakes. We have seen him make mistakes in qualifying uh but you know you also have to give him the room to grow. Um I mean Charles did finish. He finished in
1: 2019 he finished uh 14 points off max in P4. Um and last year he finished well, last year's I can't even count last year. No, but, you can't count last year. <laughs> Charles still finished in eighth, which, considering where Ferrari was last year, is still he, he drove the shit out of that shit box. He
0: outdrove the car, and they had, these two have very similar, um, you know, paths in F one. I feel they had a year to kind of you know hone their skills in uh, at a smaller team, and you know, and Charles went from Sauber to Ferrari, and. And then you, you can almost you know compare last year at Ferrari the 2020 as a as um as a similar as a struggling year where you can learn other skills and fine tune other skills, just like George Russell. So we said George Russell he dominated every single category before getting to F1. He won the F2 championship in 2018, beating Lando and Albon. And he's he's a star. He's 23 as well. 41 Grand Prix, one fastest lap, one is one race with a mercedes um you know his stats could have been you know one race the mercedes one win for mercedes that would have been amazing uh he's 40 in one in qualifying uh, and when he, we, he only missed up i think like a hundredth or something or two hundredths to botas and he's um you know we can't judge him uh because as he's been with a back marker team williams for two years uh but the fact that he consistently beats his teammate and, and gets it into Q2 and will put himself in positions to maybe sometimes score points with Williams um, just shows you that he's got it. He's got the talent. And when we saw him in Sakir, the only chance he got in a car he wasn't uh, ready to drive, wasn't adapted to his height, um, he should have won that race. So he's, he's definitely like a – he's a crack, as we say in football, soccer. <laughs> What? <laughs> He's a crack. Oh, you you not know you don't know this? No, 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 what what is that? In Spain, in Spain they they call like really good young players cracks what (laughs) you okay all right wrong wrong crowd (laughs) yeah dude totally wrong crowd (laughs) they go in spanish they go es un crack (laughs) yeah
1: uh doesn't sound like a compliment to me (laughs) not i didn't
0: don't misquote me
1: in saying that george russell is a crack addict yeah (laughs) yeah, sounds i mean i'm like if george russell heard you say that he'd probably slap you (laughs) like bro i'm not a crack what the hell are you talking about i I mean sure if you explain it in that context but like yeah to like to an American like me, if you call somebody a crack, I'm just gonna be like, what, what, <laughs>
0: what? Like a cracker? Like a white guy? I don't understand. Uh, I think the British know this expression as well, but I, right, well. I, I know you're a big, you're a big George uh, fan. Um, yeah, I like George. Yeah, I think George. I think I think
1: even it's hard to say, but I think George out of out of Charles Lando Pierre. Carlos Esteban and Lance, and we haven't even gotten a Lance Stroll or Esteban or Carlos, but um, out of like the younger drivers on the grid, um, I think, I think George is really the one who can bring it to max. I really do. I, I think uh, for me, it's all right. It's probably going to be like a three-way battle. Really? It's like George, Charles and max. Right.
0: But, and that's what I wanted to but, say. Why do we have to choose two? Because three would be no. better. Right.
1: We don't. We don't. Or four.
0: But- or five. We like could with choose- the new Rex. <laughs> fuck it. You know?
1: <laughs> we could choose eight. meh, fuck it ten. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm throwing Mazapin in there.
0: Um, <laughs> not. You mean you're throwing um, him right out of F1? <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: spinning right out.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, I thought we would go through this whole episode without mentioning him, but um, uh, I had no, to. Ma- nope. <laughs> nope. All right. <laughs> well, because I'm
1: sure somebody's be like, "Well, you didn't even mention Mazapin because there's some <laughs> asshole out there who actually likes him." And you know, whoever you are, his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, only your yeah, Daddy doesn't care, and, and Gunter um, with a gun to his head. That's like slightly yeah. off camera, <laughs> and a bottle of Jägermeister. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, and let's not forget too, Lando um, is only twenty one years old as well, and he's already got three years in. And for me, Lando's been be other than Pierre. Lando
0: had one of the best seasons last year as well. Yeah, so Lando he's one, he's the youngest uh out of this next generation, 21 years old, Golden boy in McLaren. I mean, he's you know, he's been with that team for ages. Um he's raced in 39 grand prix, two fastest lap, one podium last year in Australia. He um and the way he's developed since entering F1, uh I think he's shown a lot of progress and I am really excited to see what he could do um, in the next few years because he, if McLaren continues their progression, it could very well be a four way battle. And it could just be, it could just be like, man, the next 10, five to 10 years might just be a free for all. And I hope we see that. I'd rather see that than like another era of one team dominating. Um, yeah, same.
1: Well, the thing is, is like, if you look at the list of young drivers, like, and I'm going to include Carlos in this, even though he's he's 26. But like, let's say under 26 drivers, it's in, it's insanely. Ta- there's so much talent, yeah. and like, it, it's it's pretty incredible what each of these drivers has accomplished um, in their in the junior category categories. Um, I mean, and they're all they're all good drivers. Like, they're all very good drivers. let and it's hard to pick one, but. You know, obviously, as I've said earlier in the episode, like, got to pick Max right now only because he's got the most experience. But I know George Russell's coming for him. I know Lando's like wants it. I know Pierre wants it. Um, I mean, it's just they're hungry. It's,
0: and it's, I think it's, it's for us as fans. That's the exciting part. Yeah, Gasly, twenty five years old. So Gasly and Signs are probably at the oldest out of this next gen, right? Uh, right. And Gasly, you know, if yeah, if you had asked me about a year ago, I would I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be so sure. But ever since um, Spa twenty nineteen, he's been a changed man, and like he's just been on a on a mission, you know, to make it. And now I can say, you know, I mean, I've always been a fan of Gasly, even when everyone was, you know. Um, knocking him out of Red Bull at that stage. I was following the numbers. He wasn't that far off the pace, whatever I'm over it now. Um, I think that Gasly could very well enter the conversation, but the problem with him is he doesn't have his future team lined up in a way that, like uh, a Max does at Red Bull. Like Max can go to Mercedes if he wanted to. He just has to, you know, call Toto. Once Lewis, you know, retires, uh, Charles is a Ferrari golden boy. Uh, signs will be there for a while too. Russell, clearly, the only team you see him going to is Mercedes. But you know, it also depends on how long uh, Lewis decides to go on. Because at, at at a certain stage, you know, if Lewis says like, "Hey, man, I'm loving this competition and I want to race for three, four years." George ain't gonna wait at Williams, dude. Um, so Oh hell no. Yeah. We have to follow that. It's like Esteban, you know, he, he left the Merck family to be able to get that uh that seat somewhere else. Will George have to go through that? And like, and if he does, then you know, that that whole conversation takes a whole other spin because No, George that's a really get- good point.
1: I mean, I, I also think that Esteban is uh, we won't see Esteban Ocon in, in a Merck seat. I think that's
0: right. Like, you, I think at this point. Okay, so you're not a you're not an Esteban uh, believer.
1: Look, man, I think the kid's good, but I don't. I, I think there's a reason why Merck, you know, haven't necessarily pushed him up the pecking order. Um, I think George is a better driver than him as well. I mean, unfortunately, George is sitting in that that Williams, which is only going to compete with the Haas this year. and probably won't even have to compete with it because their Haas is so terrible, but I had to get that dig in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> naturally. Um, yeah, course. naturally. <laughs> um, fucking pathetic. Um, but for me, I, I, I think George, what he did last year before the car, you know, hit the, the when he got, when he took uh, Lewis's spot at work for that one race, I mean, it was, it was impressive to see what he did. Um, and that just goes to show like the dude's no schlub. And I, I personally think he's got what it takes. And I think Mercedes recognizes that. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm bullish on George Russell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know what? So am I. And like, I'm, and I say that, but at the same time, for me, I know F one's not as straightforward, and you know contracts aren't as straightforward, and it depends on where you are and if you get there the right time or not. Like just ask Danny Rick. uh, I just ask Fernando Alonso, uh, Esteban Ocon. For me, I think uh, I know you're not the biggest fan, but I do think he is one of the fastest drivers. Of that generation, I don't know where to rank him in there. Uh, but he uh, he won like Formula Three. He won GP Three, beating Max. Um, he's got a lot of wheel, sure. to, wheel to wheel. He beat, he came out on top. He beat Checo, you know, who's no slouch um, at, at Racing Point. Um, he had a tough year last year, but he's getting close to Danny Rick in the end. And I'm interested to see how he performs against Alonso. But you're right. If he doesn't, um, if he gets crushed by Alonso, uh, that will not. Farewell for his future um in the sport, either. So, but any of these drivers, you know, you put them in a, you, you put Russell and Ocon in a Merck. I mean, you're going to have some sparks too. I think those two are hungry, and they're they come from two different backgrounds. Uh, like Ocon is like more gritty. He, you know, I hear is a bit more of an asshole on track, which you know. I'm, I'm not opposed to Um, the one thing that I, I I agree with everything you said about Russell is that I just don't know. We haven't seen Russell wheel to wheel consistently yet. We haven't seen him uh, pull off like incredible moves yet. And we also haven't seen him uh, make those little mistakes under pressure because we just, he just hasn't had that experience, which is frustrating because it's not his fault. And I just, I'm really looking forward to him fighting in the midfield to see what he's made out of. Yeah, I mean, confirming what we here. think, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're not you're not far from wrong, but um, I, I, you know, for me, like the other thing too, you know, there's a lot of chatter about Max getting a seat at Merck potentially if Lewis decides to move on. I think it is a ridiculously dumb decision if they were to have Max and George at this on the same team. You'd have another. Rossberg Hamilton again. Like it, that's what it would be. The two of them would not play
0: well together. I I mean yeah, but George and Ocon would be pretty similar but it all, it all depends, you know, on um, on how competitive they are at the end of the day. If, if George, you know, maybe Merck wants that. Maybe they want two good drivers, but with one that's clearly on top, like they, they have with Lewis and, and Botas. Like, you know, Botas gets a lot of, you know, a lot of heat, but he's he's not a slow driver. He's just not a great driver, you know. And he, there's many drivers like him, you know. Um, who knows? Maybe Checo and Danny Rick are in that category as well. Very fast drivers that never had what it, what it takes to you know to become the great driver and get that title, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope I'm mean, it, wrong, it's, but
1: we'll see. It, dude, it's really hard to tell right now because we're we're literally we're on the verge of of new reg changes. We've got, um, you know, the end of one generation. I would say coming, you know, reaching its or the, one generation reaching its end you've got this generation coming up. It's been very unclear because of, of Merck's domination. Um, I don't think we've seen other than max. I don't think we've in max hasn't even peaked, which is the scariest part. Um, we haven't seen any of these other drivers reach their peak or come close to it yet. Oh yeah. So absolutely. that's what we have to look forward to, which I'm super excited about. But you know, for me, I think that the three drivers right now who are probably if we were to if we were to say right now the best the, the best drivers of this new young generation i'd have to go with max charles and george
0: and in what if, order if, if, if i had in, a gun in my head in what order would you put that
1: oh i'm then in that case i'll go max george charles
0: Wow, yeah that's fair i the thing is i can't i, I can't Disagree with that, but also I feel like they're so they could be so closely matched. All of these these three are like top, 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 top drivers for me. That I it's hard, it's impossible for me to judge. I just want to see Russell in a in a in a fast car competing. Imagine this: imagine Max and fighting with the Red Bull, Charles in the Ferrari, George in the Mercedes, Gasly and Ocon in an Alpine that's you know up to you know is making its way up the grid. Uh, Lando in the McLaren Mercedes. And with Carlos Signs coming in there once in a while, we could have ten years of of like heavy, heavy weight fighting. And at the end of the day, I, I hope
1: so. That's what I think is being. That's what we're set up for right now. Like, yep, yeah. And because the other thing is, like, when I say Max, George, Charles, like the margin between them, and even between Lando, Pierre, Carlos Esteban, and I guess Lance, but Lance is. Nah. Even though he's part of this conversation, he really isn't to me. Like he's held his own, but right. I, I'm just gonna say, we're looking at Max, Charles, George, Lando, Pierre, Carlos, Esteban. Like those drivers, those seven. To me, the margin is very slim because um, when they're good, they're good. And like I think Carlos can take it to Max. I think Pierre can take it to Max. I think, I think every driver can take it to each other. Like every driver can go get, and that's the crazy
0: part. It's Um, it's imagine imagine putting all those records right now in a in a karting race. It would be it would be insane. I hope that's how competitive F one is in the next you know few years, twenty twenty two onwards. Well, that's what the FIA has been promising
1: us, and we'll see if they lied to us because that's typically what they do. But
0: um... (laughs) oh shit! (laughs) Finally, here we go. It took you took you an episode, but
1: took me five episodes.
0: this right. season, glad that he's back. He's back. F, F-, F the FIA Knowles, okay. ladies okay. and gents. FIA. Okay. Uh, and also, you know, I want to just say, um, out of these six, seven drivers, there's obviously going to be, there might be three or four that might never win a title, uh, but I hope a- all these guys are in a position to win races and fight at the top. And there might, there's going to be people, drivers that are going to be super disappointed at the end of the day. And there might be some surprises and some new additions, aka you know we have Mick Schumacher and Yuki Tsunoda uh, that could. Oh yeah, we haven't even gotten into those two yet. And that that would be we'll we'll have an episode of on, on the rookies later on this year. Um, just a lot, a lot of young talent. And you know what I will say compared to like the generations before, where you had all these different paths uh, into F one, I feel that it's now being more streamlined um, with different uh, junior categories. And we're we're really getting a lot of close battling in the junior categories. And these guys have been racing each other forever, you know, so they know each other. And that's what I think that, that wasn't the case, I would say, like in the late 90s and early 2000s where, you know, like Schumacher came in from, you know, endurance racing before and they put him in a, a single seater and he was just like a beast in it. Like Kimi Raikkonen, who only did 23 races in a single seater before going into F1, like that that might not never happen again because the sport is becoming so professional.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've streamlined all the junior categories too. So like, you know, GP3 was condensed, you know, GP3 and formula three Europe championship were condensed into the formula three championship. Mm -hmm. Um, Similarly with, with formula two something happened. So, you know, the, they're trying to streamline driver development, And like really get these guys good at, at single seater open wheel racing. And I mean, if we look at this list now, like there are, let's see, one, two, three drivers who already have a race win under their belt of these, of the eight that we've got here. And, you know, and then add a podium to Lando, Carlos and Esteban. And like, that's already impressive considering how young these guys are and all of, Lance too. all of them all of them, have them either been on the of or.
0: oh no Russell has not I mean Russell it's impossible to put him with for Russell
1: all right yeah true all right fine
0: all right yeah. so if if we were to kind of you know stop it here and, and jump 10 years down the line 10-15 years who comes out ahead with the most titles Ugh. just one person Right now. (laughs) Just like this doesn't count for grandstand championship points.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's still like, you know, I don't want to listen to this in ten years and sound like an asshole. We Um, will listen to this.
0: And we both will sound (laughs) because we'll probably both be wrong.
1: (laughs) Um uh, I mean, for me it's it's again between George, Charles, and Max. And I think I've got to go with Max.
0: Yeah. I I think I just have to. Yeah, I would say the same. I was thinking of Charles, but I just think Max is just such a beast. Uh, I think Max will will come out on top in the end of the day. And you know what's you know what's great for like for those who don't like, you know, domination eras and all that and I think that we might have like two or three of these drivers that end up with like three or four titles apiece, which would be a fucking golden generation right there.
1: Yeah, I mean this is uh, this is one of the most exciting generations of drivers in a, in a while, I think. Just overall, like think about how many drivers we're talking about here, which is I mean, it's it's incredible.
0: And they all have storylines in which like they're they're being placed with some older drivers or have been in the past. Like, you know, you have Max with was with Danny Rick, now with Checo, uh, Charles with Seb last year, uh Russell not so much because he was in the Williams, um like Esteban with uh Fernando this year, Lando with Danny Rick. Like I I'm I'm liking this transition you know, period. And, um, you know what we'll see, we'll see in just about 10 days when we go to where we go next, Emola, which should be, oh. which should be another Whoa. banger of a race. Um, and we will not give our predictions this episode. You'll we'll have to wait next week to see how, actually, if you guys have any ideas of how, to catch up because i'm hurting right <laughs> yeah now. dude no.
1: 50 to 5 right now for 50 to
0: 5 wow for me that's insane um and yeah tweet at us um uh, at the grandstand f1 at the grandstand f1 instagram you know if you don't agree with what we said uh we don't give a fuck but you can voice your opinion
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much that's that's how i feel about it you know, i'm happy to get into a debate with anybody about this stuff i mean i'm already doing it with you which is you know an exasperation of energy <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's as it takes as much energy as to like do an f1 race i feel on a Sunday <laughs> it's pretty close yeah. I, I
1: could, pretty close
0: well what else we got we got we got posters we got some beautiful posters
1: we got some posters we're gonna have some new merch coming out um all available at thegrandstandf1.com www.thegrandstandf1.com and um yeah, some of our favorite tracks uh, from the calendar year, and um, yeah, they're beautiful. They're pretty. They're affordable,
0: and they would Get look at them. they would look great in your living room. I'm actually getting one for my new apartment. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for one as well. Spa, where it all started, baby. Ooh, hey, do it. See you guys after Imola.